0: Oh no, ladies and gentlemen, it's 2020 where Whoa. you are, still 2019 where we are. My name is John Hastings.
1: And my name is Dylan Gott. And what are we starting to do for some reason, John?
0: It's an entire year about Vince McMahon, ladies and gentlemen. An
1: entire year fifty-two Vince McMahon.
0: episodes. All explaining. Vince McMahon, then
1: Trump, Got Junior will also be a promoter of wrestling.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for Ivanka's great great grandson. If the McMahon lineage, and we're going to start off talking about uh, Roderick Jess McMahon. Yes. Um, uh, Vince McMahon's. <gasps> Grandfather. Ooh. And by extension, we'll be talking about his. Oh, per- by the way, Phil, my wife is in the other room, and a perfect encapsulation of what this show is about, she just made sure the door was
1: closed. <laughs> <laughs> if she hears too much, she'll have to file for divorce. Yeah,
0: I'm going to want to sleep with him at some point. I better make sure this door is shut and my <laughs> ears are filled with cotton.
1: Yeah, and that's not a sex thing. That's a next to thing.
0: Yeah, Dylan doing the classic Dylan Gott thing of just... Eating food he
1: sees. (laughs) (laughs) There's some Trader Joe's dark chocolate sea salt caramels. Cool, I'm going to eat these. (laughs) Did you know this? Did you know Vince McMahon had a family? I did not know that because based
0: on... He somewhat acknowledges his father in the way that a man who hates his father acknowledges him. In that he named an award after him one time and used that to introduce his son made mention of a lockbox, which is, I assume, where he keeps his father's body.
1: <laughs> Not buried in the ground, Dad, still alive to see what your son became. I feel like Vince McMahon has his father's penis just over his bed, just so he knows that his <laughs> is bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. You fucking
0: loser. You look no further than, okay, we were talking about Jess McMahon. Jess McMahon was an Irish immigrant, came over. Um, Roderick at, Jess
1: McMahon... Junior.
0: At the turn of the center. Already there, the building blocks of who Vince McMahon is is that his grandfather, I guarantee, was told he was lesser than his father, Roderick Jess McMahon Sr.
1: Isn't it interesting that Roderick, Roderick McMahon Jr. goes by Jess more or less so he doesn't have to be Roderick Jr. Yeah. Or called Jr.
0: Yeah, it doesn't have to be R-O-D-J-R. Basically, to Vince McMahon... Uh, that means my grandfather's name was Small Penis. <laughs> he must be eradicated from history.
1: But it is true, though, because it's like Vince McMahon the second is not a thing. And it, it, I don't understand why he wasn't like the third. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like it seems, Well, no, he is, but he is. What he's going for is that, what Vince is always going for is that like stately, he's like a stately carnival promoter. He is. It's also one of those things
0: where I actually do believe that Vince does believe that he isn't living in his father's shadow? We'll get to it on the episode about Vince Sr. I don't believe Vince Sr. was against the territorial expansion based on how Vince Sr. treated the N.W.A. We'll get to that next Possible week. deniability
1: there. There's a That's lot that. exactly and what it there's is. there's a lot of like stuff that we're going to learn about today as far as his grandfather, where Vince McMahon and the McMahons in general really have always done the, this is sort of illegal. It's kind of like... They've, the, they always f- have been people who took advantage of jaywalking laws, if that there, makes any sense. Yeah, they're a family
0: that has always existed in the gray areas yeah. of anything. So basically, uh, Roderick Sr. Uh, emigrated from Ireland in 1868, gave birth to his son Roderick McMahon Jr., known as Jess, May 26, 1882.
1: Why did they uh, Why did they immigrate? Here's how far back we're going on this.
0: Because of the potato famine.
1: Because of the Finnian <laughs> uprising, which failed.
0: Uh, yes. So for those of you that don't know this, and that means so we're you're going
1: not going back hundred and fifty years. You're not at part to of the, the Finian Rising.
0: Yeah. For those of you that don't know about this, essentially, uh, England and Ireland had a over hundred year long civil war that England just goes no, didn't happen, and Ireland is like oh no, there's all this history. They were constantly the oppressors based off of uh, vague religious problems yeah. dating back to the Middle Ages, and England just goes no.
1: <laughs> I like that. That's like they do not Like, How much
0: did you know about the Troubles before you lived in the UK, Dylan? I didn't even know they were called the Troubles. I knew that there was something called the IRA, and I, I kind of thought they were the good guys,
1: but they may have also been the bad guys. I one night did educate myself because I was like, what are all these allusions to car bombs every Irish comedian has? And then I watched and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, like these, like these- people are the devil. The Irish have no morals.
0: I mean, they have some morals.
1: No morals. They They, can't morally
0: understand what good and bad is. They would call and let you know you wanted to get out of the bar. (laughs) It's also the reason why London has no uh, garbage cans and has people that sweep the streets. Because they used to put the bombs in garbage cans. That's why. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why on the tube it's those hangy plastic bags so you can see a bomb. Yeah, that's the the whole thing. It's all IRA security. And the reason why the, the queen has a huge amount of security, specifically because of the IRA. The IRA killed her cousin, Lord Louis Mountbatten. Ooh. Yeah, blew him up in his boat because he didn't like the idea of security watching his boat. Bit of egg on his face. Oh, Christ! Well, if you can find his face, he was blown <laughs> up.
1: Yeah, a bit of egg.
0: Take that colonial oppressor from two white dudes from Canada.
1: Yeah, what was his name again?
0: Louis Mountbatten.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's I uh, wouldn't get him out of bed. You wouldn't. <laughs> That's a, because tried, he's de- tried to get Prince Charles
0: to marry his granddaughter, which means that Prince Charles would be married to his second cousin. Old school.
1: That's really sick. That's fine.
0: Dylan, how many of your cousins have you kissed? I've kissed three (laughs) of your cousins. (laughs) Uh, Only
1: the men. (laughs) Just to let them know. Know what? (laughs) I said I'd fuck (laughs) them. Okay. How how backwards yet progressive? See, what you do is, right, if you fucking dick your cousin, right, and (laughs) a man and a man or a woman and a woman, the person who does the dicking or the, I don't know, more vigorous scissoring (laughs) is the uh, leader. Is that how it works in the Got clan? That's our family crest. It is. I have seen. It's a. It's a. It's, a, it's two men having sex, and then the man <laughs> banging the guy in the butt. And there's an arrow. That just says leader. <laughs> <laughs> and that's none of, our family crest. None of it's in Greek,
0: and all of it is drawn on this on the torn outside of a Labatt's two four.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a Labatt. Yeah, it's a. Oh yeah, that's another one. Is if I peel off a Labatt label and give it to you, you're legally a fucking loser. Yeah,
0: because yeah. we're a Molson family. Leader. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't think anyone... I don't think you could walk into a family function of mine with a Labatt. Like, a scene would be made. (laughs) What would the scene entail? Oh, hang on one second. Nice. A bunch of people calling you French. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a fate worse than death. Isn't Molson the French one? No, Labatt.
0: Oh, Labatt. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Oh, that part is disgusting.
1: Even the idea of, like,
0: Oh my word!
1: Drinking. Oh my god! A lo, a blue. Like I remember. I remember when someone tried to drink a Labatt. We're getting real Canadian here, and especially since this week we got a tweet. Some of your listeners aren't from Canada, <laughs> but if you drink a try and go into Eastern Canada, into English Canada, try and go to Alberta or English Canada with a with a with a Labatt Blue, and if you don't have an accent, people be like. What do
0: you want to You might as well, yeah, be dressed you as Hitler at a bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean
1: not dressed no, as Hitler. No,
0: someone would say what's... No, they would. In Alberta, someone would say, what's the meaning of this?
1: I mean, that's a bit more... With funny. their fists. Pardon me. Pardon me, sir. Yeah. And that is a stretch in this instance.
0: Pardon moi.
1: The Finian... What's the Finian Rising? Was The Finian Rising was, uh, it was a failure of the Irish to be equal to the English, which persists... To this day,
0: yeah, in Dylan's eyes, in my <laughs> eyes, they are actually more equal than the English because the Irish didn't vote for Brexit, the English did. See, this is, this really- is the difference between me and Dylan. I believe in the European Union, Dylan, and I'm quoting now, I don't like them, it's because of immigration, and I'm glad the UK is leaving. I, I self funded a slogan, and it was a like, EU. P-U. <laughs> it's true. You know that bus with that st- statistic from during the Brexit campaign where you get 300, $350 million for the NHS? That, that bus was Dylan's apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still lives in that bus.
1: I also funded those. Why do you want a union when you could get a PlayStation? I funded those ads too. Those are in the States. What the, I've never even seen bunch those. of anti-union people um, were like, "Yeah, you could if you pay your union dues. That's like three hundred dollars a year. You could get a PlayStation 4.
0: I gotta tell you, I'm a, I'm ardently in favor of unions until right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> until you do the math and you're like, "Oh, it's like
0: savings. Like,
1: why would you save it? Just get drunk, you know?" Yeah, I mean?
0: <laughs> or get a PlayStation. I what, you're telling me that we could not have a podcast and be playing Red Dead Four right now.
1: <laughs> you could do a lot of things. We could have a <laughs> we could have a very. If, that's what I would do if uh, John. I'm in L. A. right now, smoking on that sweet, sweet L. A. weed. That's not true. Um, but the only I, f- through watching my friends just hold it together through yoga, and one of my friends bought a dog and just yells at it about their uh, acting <laughs> problems. <laughs> why didn't I get the audition Susan <laughs> uh, name the dog Susan and, uh, <laughs> and I've I would just be on I would just be a twitch streamer and convince myself that that was the right thing to say oh you in LA you'd go hard all right hard
0: I would not be all right you you already pretty much are Wow I don't know just your vibe <laughs> that was sick. yeah if it wasn't for your wife's seemingly satisfied glow, I would assume you're just an incel who's bothering a nice woman.
1: Yeah, well, though both the things are true. <laughs> oh, okay. Also, according to this list, an alt-right guy tweeted out, I am the definition of a cuck, except I don't have a graphic tee. Okay, what are the, what's the list? Okay, we'll get to Roderick. Pretty Rod much ar- me wearing that Metallica shirt you're wearing right now is the definition of a
0: Okay, but hat. what makes cuck? What's the list?
1: Literally everything. It's like overweight, wispy beard,
0: not wispy full beard full okay, luxurious so beard
1: one. overweight wispy beard balding graphic tee
0: that's just every that's every millennial who works freelance basically they're just saying are you late 20s early 30s is your boss the notion of starvation
1: is your boss fear <laughs> yeah <laughs> I report to my boss every time before I go to bed.
0: Have you been vegan at some point? Because you thought that that was a way to get fit instead of actually going to the gym. Welcome to <laughs> welcome to being a millennial, my friend. Get ready to never own a house. You're
1: being such a Finian right now. Mm, time to wake up. Nice. 1870. Roderick and Elizabeth. That's, of course, Vince McMahon's great granddad and his great grandma. We're living in a property owned by a widow, Ann Fortune, along with Anne's daughters, who were both teachers, and 20-year-old bartender named Rick Dowling. Interesting, by the way, Ann Fortune's daughters
0: were the inspiration for Shane Douglas's character, Dean Douglas, which is why he was buried, because that is what Jess McMahon did to those daughters, because they, and i quoting here, didn't give him the dinner they were eating, even though he'd already <laughs> eaten dinner. The McMahon needless aggression towards something that was not a slight traces back generations. The Ruthless Aggression era started in 1870. Yeah, we all thought it started in the early 2000s. That was Ruthless Aggression 2.0. He was just going based off the journals Jess McMahon had taken at the time. I don't know who will be reading this, but if at some point, could you make sure that a woman named Tori has uh, has her father taken by her by a harlot named Don. Ooh,
1: that was started out as Dracula and then it kind of Irish. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't know how to Hello. do
1: it. Huh. Ooh, it's me. I want to Rotherick drink your beer, man, a senior <laughs> I want to suck you while you sleep. <laughs> I want you to be asleep, <laughs> Yolo. So, um, Roderick. McMahon was uh, senior, senior or Junior was senior was listed as a liquor dealer, which basically means Do you wanna buy booze? They can't track me. Yeah, welcome to the eighteen
0: seventies. No one knows what's going on.
1: Here's the other thing is during this time, uh, ProHo so Prohibition was in the twenties because it's steadily, steadily getting worse and worse. The average American man
0: Perfect. I was, about to was drinking
1: a quart of
0: whiskey a day. No, In the 1800s or by 1920?
1: We're talking about uh, late 1800s. Okay, by
0: 1920, the statistic right before Prohibition was brought in, how many whiskeys was an average American man drinking?
1: A full 26er.
0: He was drinking three full bottles of whiskey a day. That's the average American man. Average. That means for every person not drinking whiskey, there's a dog drinking six bottles of whiskey.
1: So a guy in the 1920s version of... Really, really healthy is drinking one bottle of whiskey. Yeah, one full
0: body of whiskey a day, and they that they are looking at that guy like he's a vegan.
1: <laughs> yeah, people been like, look, I don't want to hear, look at Mr. Prissy.
0: Yeah, I don't want to hear about you just having a bottle. Ooh, I know where my donkey is.
1: <laughs> Ooh, I can see. Yeah, Ooh. I'm not blind in one eye because I fought. I don't know who. I'm Jess McMahon.
0: I have all my fingers and I know why. <laughs> loser. You're a loser, Jess.
1: I use some broken glass for my teeth. Now yeah. I'm an owie owl.
0: Hmm. I fought in the entire Civil War and I don't remember it. <laughs> my name? Abraham Lincoln. YOLO. Roderick was one of four siblings. Mary Loretta. Eddie. <laughs>
1: I don't know if there's ever been. Catherine. Can you imagine it's like, uh, all right, Donald Trump versus Eddie. (laughs) Eddie wins. If I know anything about the modern world, Eddie is president. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's this guy showing up with his fucking wife for? Why is this guy married? You too much of a pussy to make it on Tinder, Donnie? Yeah. Ooh, that is good. He <laughs> Eddie's got a good point here. Why is he
0: wearing suits? I'm wearing a T, not <laughs> even iron. Why not uh Sunday? Only wear suits on Sunday? Take my grandma to church. Why? She buys lunch at chilies afterwards. <laughs> now that I'm the president, Eddie, last name not needed.
1: I got priors.
0: Couple of laws. One, raw dog. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Number
1: two, no laws. (laughs) Number three, YOLO. (laughs) First law is if you get over 500,000 followers on Instagram and you're a girl, I get to check your DMs. (laughs) 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 Right to the top, Eddie. Number six, Facebook,
0: now banned in America. My dad's on Facebook and he sends me messages that are demeaning
1: to my lifestyle. (laughs) That is true, though. Like, people say stuff like that is only a recent thing. They're my favorite story is, like, right around the time Al Capone got uh really, really established in Chicago, the guy who won the mayoral election just went to every different neighborhood and just blamed the ethnicity they didn't like. You blame, No, you blamed the other ethnicity in the next neighborhood. That's yeah. how he won. And then for the black people, he just said, I'll, I'll try and sort things out for you guys. <laughs> we'll see like, what we can do. <laughs> he was like, I don't think I need to try here. Anyway, that's that's that's
0: dark. <laughs> yeah, welcome welcome to any history of any country. You're like, "Oh, man, the Swiss seem nice." Oh my god. <laughs> uh-huh. Canadian history is uh what I like to call a book made out of bodies that no one in Canada acknowledges.
1: Of course. How did we
0: get this railroad? It was here when we got here. Um According to this manifest, there was a load of uh, Chinese and Japanese immigrants that came to the west coast of Canada, and they don't
1: seem to be around. They went on vacation afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> they went on vacation, so shut up. Um, here's but, a great idea. Here's a according great... to uh,
0: statistics, it seems that uh, Canada was uh, populated by natives' people, t- uh, numbering in the, um, the, the, the low millions. Uh, they, there only seems to be a few hundred thousand of their descendants left. What happened there?
1: Well, we, uh, they all swam. Oh, okay. So they all yeah, swam good. away to a different place. Which place is that? Russia.
0: Oh, yeah. All
1: right. So they swam there. I'm
0: not there, so I'm not going to question this.
1: <laughs> Ask the Russians if you want to figure out their fucking loser yeah. language. <laughs> okay, so Roderick Sr. suddenly passed away on October 30th, 1888. What did he die of? It was the 1880s. No one cared. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, he was like, ooh, an Irishman died? He probably died yeah. of?
0: I don't like him. Probably died from... N- not knowing how to read because they're bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, you probably ate a potato too quick or uncooked or however Irish
0: people yeah, are. Yeah, I was too busy not caring about them. I'm an um, I'm a man in Manhattan. My name is Cornelius. I operate a middling monocle replacement shop. Yeah. If my family holds on to the property, they'll be billionaires. They sell it in the middle '70s because of what they call blockbusting, which is when a real estate agent's just pretend that black people are moving to a neighborhood so white people move to the suburbs Jesus. so they could get big commissions. America <laughs> is the country
1: that Dylan loves and John isn't so cool about it. No, John lives in L.A. where there's a bunch of tent cities and then John sometimes goes to the tent cities and says, clean this up before sunrise... Uh, my wife wants to look at something nice. While First of
0: goes. all, two problems with that. One, yes. not sometimes, always. Good. Number two, nothing to do with my wife. She wants them to have a place. I say this: I would like to walk down my sidewalk unobstructed, sir or madam. Please find a domicile or, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Here's something fun. After uh, after Vince Vince, uh, sorry, after Roderick Senior passes along. Vince – or sorry, Jess McMahon I'm still graduates um, with a commercial degree in 1899 at age 17 from college. I looked it up. A commercial degree is just a regular business degree because the McMahons always, like, always were entrepreneurs. And that yeah. really makes sense up until the Shane McMahon thing where it's like Shane's just always doing his own thing because it's in their blood to try – at times they all schemes.
0: They also find what they they find like the next wave of sketchy thing. It's crazy that Vince wasn't an early investor in
1: Uber. I
0: but that's because it's not sketchy enough.
1: That's funny. It's
0: that's not funny. sketchy <laughs> enough.
1: So if it was His like gray, oh, weed was, company that maybe.
0: Yeah, weed company? No, co- like if they are pushing to make cocaine legal, Vince Van is the first investor in yeah. that. Yeah. Not dangerous, enough. The Coke Uber. Like, here's the thing is, like, Vince McMahon saw wrestling and was like, if we make them run faster, that can make them hurt more. That's exciting. <laughs> um, so they look at, like, his... Yeah, the
1: so, XFL was, like, you know, football... X- XFL is, is, an ex- more
0: is an excellent example. Oh, the NFL... What
1: if they all had bats? Yeah. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Have you of just... Giving them guns? What if the ball kills (laughs) you? It's a time bomb. Yeah. (laughs) At 48 minutes, whoever carried the ball dies. Yeah. I'm just spitballing. (laughs) I'm just. That's interesting because uh, Jess McMahon puts together a 115. This is so interesting. An 115 pound football team, which basically means instead of age, they. Wade them all in like they're boxers. Well, this is, again, this is old time.
0: This is when football is literally like people in leather hats and they're making up the rules. They're like, well, we can't call it rugby because that's an English term. What are we going to call it? Football. Oh, there's already something called football. I said, shut your fucking whore Irish mouth. That's, by the way, Roderick McMinn's talking in the mirror to himself.
1: (laughs) And this is the interesting thing. The first time a McMahon is in Madison Square Garden, the building that for... uh going on like a hundred years they've booked in not now because they fucked them over and now they use the barclays center interestingly enough uh december 14th 1903 uh jesse mcmahon's 125 pound football team uh wins the new york indoor championship yeah so that's the first time a mcmahon i know that sounds like a weird thing but the first time a mcmahon is in a is in madison square garden promoting an event
0: Yeah, and uh, funnily enough, by the way, he uh, also tried to make sure that uh, he did then go to Brooklyn where the Barclays Center now is. And he promoted another event then uh, just to let the Madison Square Garden people know that they're not that big of a deal.
1: <laughs> and this is interesting. Prizefighting 1900 is banned by New York legislature and Governor Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, who used to chain up bears and shoot them in the fucking head. Teddy Roosevelt, when he was the police commissioner of New York, used to just walk through Central Park and beat up
0: what he said were criminals. And what everyone else looking back was, just people in a park. <laughs>
1: Teddy Roosevelt, like, learned most major martial arts when he was president because he wanted to be fucking tough. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt. If Brock Lesnar was the president, it would be Teddy Roosevelt. Well, that's the fun fun thing about Teddy Roosevelt is he's, like, basically, the, uh, the best way I can come up with now, like, obviously, I don't know many celebrities back then, but it seems like Teddy Roosevelt would be if Joe Rogan actually did run for president. Yeah. It was, like, being a dude is the best. My first wife is that girl, and my first tang on the side is, um, close my eyes, point. Yeah, it's a buffalo.
0: I got too much cum for a human being. <laughs> <laughs> um, the thing also you have to remember about Teddy Roosevelt, uh, last president to have his own military uh, detachment, the Rough Riders. He rode as part of the U.S. military while he was a sitting president. I think. I'm not 100% sure about that. Life riding is
1: also a term for? Doing it. No condoms. Exactly. Also known
0: as the Wrestle Review Preferred Method.
1: Yeah. He was also the first guy to uh, make sure that women got food stamps, but they were organized by cup size. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we're trying to have women here, not an itty-bitty Teddy committee. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt, unpublished memoir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why <laughs> jugs is good is with three Zs. Yeah, a lot of people think that the um, various wars
0: they had in South America were over uh, bananas. It was actually over... Uh, them not
1: giving him enough bikinis for the
0: various women
1: he met. <laughs> yeah, he, he found out they had the bikini down there and he was like, steal them all. Yeah. We could make our own. I no, said... They know how to do it better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if I wanted to make my own, I would make my own. I don't. I want them to be naked. <laughs> I want and their... us to be in
1: revealing clothing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take what they have.
0: Yeah. But Teddy Roosevelt, by the way, was the inventor of the phrase, did I stutter?
1: <laughs> really?
0: He was while he was stuttering. He was just asking. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Uh,
1: so, Teddy Roosevelt, this is a legal gray, gray area, which honestly reminds me of 100 years later how mixed martial arts becomes l- legal in New York, which is somebody just makes it illegal because they're doing so much other shady shit there. Yeah. They go, okay, well, we're sport killing people. So that's not true. By the way, don't look that up. (laughs) We're doing a bunch of other shady shit, so we'll make boxing illegal, but it's okay if it's three rounds long and in private members clubs. This is where Jess McMahon comes in. He rents out a bunch of private members clubs, uh, gets two people in the door, and the cops watch the door effectively. But what that looks like is the door's shut, and the cops, through a weird loophole in the law, can't break in no they can't they
0: can't go through the closed door because the closed door essentially signifies that it's a closed members club and I know this because this this type of law was then exploited for years for pot and cigarette smoking and they had to go back and change the law because if it was a private members club you are um, essentially consenting to seeing something else Therefore, it's no longer an immoral act. Something for a lot of our European listeners wouldn't understand is North America is still very much a continent, still reeling from being founded by Puritans, which is why in Canada there's literally something called sin tax. So on cigarettes, alcohol, there is an additional tax that's hidden in the price, which is why booze and cigarettes are very expensive in Canada, for example, pot as well, that take into account that these are sinful things you are doing and you're taxed extra for doing them cool yeah that's pretty sick i'm though. the devil i'm having some sour puss
1: i do <laughs> puss, neat green apple but i do think that by it, the way that was a fine th- to tax all those things because if you need oh this podcast of course is once again if you're first listening because of the year-long vince mcmahon we are brought to you by mountain dew yeah we got to tame down these loads yeah
0: (laughs) mountain dew when you want to come but you want it to hurt everyone
1: yeah if you this is true if you chug this is the official slogan if you chug a bunch of mountain dew and then you just leave it in you can't get pregnant not only can you not get pregnant you'll uh kill the kids you have.
0: Yeah, it's actually illegal for you to get pregnant. The government will come and take your kids away.
1: Yeah. And kill them. Cuz you'll be too cuz you're too fucking extreme to be a <laughs> yeah, parent. Yeah.
0: Whoa 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 whoa. Why are you wearing a parachute in this bedroom? I wasn't. I just drank some Mountain Dew and it grew on me.
1: <laughs> kill his children. Kill, kill his children, Jess McMahon style. So, clearly what's happening here, this legal loophole is Vince McMahon bribed the cops. Basically, Jess McMahon uh, gave the cops. I keep money. saying Vince McMahon. I know it's gonna it's gonna keep happening. Jess Jess McMahon uh, gave them money, and uh, then the cops, because the police force, is largely Irish people. Irish. So the Irish are watching the Irish back.
0: For example, in in North America, yeah, the vehicle that you ride in to go to jail is colloquially known as the Paddy Wagon. Yeah. And it was only when I was in the UK
1: like, oh, wait. I was like, hang about. Holy one second, sir.
0: Yeah, that would be like calling the bank the synagogue, you <laughs> racist, <laughs> racist fucks.
1: But the, uh, this is also a time in American history where now we look at people and we just see, it's going to sound weird, but you just kind of see color, right? Oh, that person is white. But I'm Portuguese and uh, my heritage is actually Irish. Well, you're both white in the eyes of most people, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, But at this point, not only were you Irish, you were also like, yeah, but what part of Ireland? Dublin. What part of Dublin? Like it was narrowed
0: down yeah. that much. South side. South side, you dirty, <laughs> yeah, you grubby fuck. Swamp tonkey, Swamp tonkey, Swamp tonkey. <laughs> I just you said Swantons. <laughs> swantons. <laughs> That's where the Swanton bomb came from, by the way. It was just a bunch of people from the north side of Dublin jumping off of rubes to land on people from the In south men's side. In shirts. Of course Mess shirts.
1: <laughs> yes, that they would point to their head and they would go, Oh team extreme. <laughs> <And then they laughs> oh,
0: would. Top of the morning to you. I'm Michael P. S. Hayes' grandfather, Seamus O'Hayes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh does anyone here uh, what how, how do you say uh fifteen? <laughs> oh no. Oh, it is. way in some, oi to toy a fifteen-year-old, nice and not knowing what's going on. Oh, it's
0: important to know that I'm Michael Hayes's great-grandfather, and I'm the one who gave the Catholic Church all those ideas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Me and my priest are just talking about what do we find attractive, and I'm telling him he sees it my way now. <laughs> it's all. It's just important to know when the door
0: is shut. No rules. Learned that from Jess McMahon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, this is a this is interesting because rum runner for a dad and then he becomes underground boxing match boy and also starts promoting 10 round boxing matches which are usually known as pretty big blood baths and I mean you can pretty much take the leap that he would probably be like just fucking put a show on. Yeah, of course. Also, there's this is this is another thing there's less laws by which I mean if you're sti- if you're not out cold the ref is no way they're stopping it. No,
0: this is yeah. There, this there's is, no. There's the bare knuckle. Like again, in the 60s, you could box every two weeks, and they were just like, "That's a sportsman." Awesome. This is this is literally like he's fighting four fights tonight. His payment is he gets to see a woman,
1: not talk <laughs> to her. <laughs> This is also, I, f- I forget who it was who beats John L. Sullivan, but they have just won. And they understand John L. Sullivan was the first heavyweight champion in the world, and he established that title by literally fighting anyone, anytime, in any bar. And then the guy who beat him uh, invented avoiding being punched. This literally, is a- that was what happened. He moved backwards. And John L. Sullivan would move forwards. He would avoid the punches and then punch John L. Sullivan in the face. And then John L. Sullivan would go, what type of witchcraft is this? <laughs> this, is, this is when people always talk about boxing of
0: like being this elegant, beautiful art. I'm always just like, it was invented in a room where it's like, we want to punch these people. Wait, 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 wait. wait. And I want to gamble on it. Box-
1: Get that man some shorts. I read a book on boxing. Literally, I forget the nobleman, but the first boxing match was just between two slaves. Who just was like, "I'm bored. You guys fight."
0: I would have been the uh, Marcus of Queensbury, where we get the rules. The Queensbury. No, because
1: Queensbury was uh, no, that wasn't him originally. But like, because there was no rules. There was there was three phases. Marcus of Queensbury is the most advanced. Originally, it was like, uh, originally it was you could grapple as well, like but like waist up. It never involved the legs. Boxing. Game. Yeah, of course. That's and wh- it was like Marcus Queensbury rules was like no like holding and hitting and all this stuff. Or, like, uh, there's a there's a moratorium. Like, the referee goes, okay, separate. Let me ask you this. Anything, theatrical how than far back do you it. have to
0: go in anything that Vince McMahon has touched to find slaves were involved at some point? That's true. Like, his grandfather doing boxing, boxing, presented by two slaves fighting for the pleasure of an English nobleman. Uh, Vince McMahon's WWF. All of them are essentially indentured servant, servants. I
1: guarantee that, like... I don't know that much about P.T. Barnum. I should learn more. But I guarantee that, like, Vince McMahon, probably his dream was to open the circus because you could kill an elephant. (laughs) Yeah. It's probably easier now to kill a man than an elephant. Like, people feel better about killing the man. So that's why he's in wrestling.
0: Yeah, that's a very good point. Is he just saw the future? (laughs) Yeah.
1: Human rights violations all over the place in China. If you fucking kick a dog... Yeah. then people just shoot you dead in the yeah, street. Yeah,
0: Pam Anderson's going to be saying something about you on Twitter, but Aleppo happened, and everyone's like, well, you know, hey, that man. was over there. <laughs> Omelets?
1: got to crack a couple to make an omlo or whatever the hell. So, this all of is Dylan's, the very fun part.
0: It's funny. Dylan's never had breakfast, so all of his breakfast metaphors really fall apart.
1: I said omlo. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> Edward and Jess, because this is the McMahon brothers. Uh, make no mistake this. Rod Roderick. The Only son- time, by the way. That a McMahon ever worked
0: well with a brother.
1: Well, they get less and less agreeable as time goes on. Because Jess McMahon is clearly like... Even the idea that they started off working together is in
0: stark contrast to how Vince McMahon treats his brother... Yes, Vince McMahon yeah. has a brother.
1: How much does he hate him that he's never been mentioned on television? This is the great thing. This is what we're going to learn about. We're going to learn about Vince McMahon's brother at some point in this. So here's a fun. Uh, so here's something fun: is Edward and Jess McMahon founded the New York Lincoln Giants, which was a Negro League team? They were then. Uh, they then lasted till about 1930. Um, because Negro League teams did not have much money and you basically had to get a star and you would do barnstorming, which basically means you go town to town uh, beating that town's best baseball team.
0: Essentially, the Harlem Globetrotters are doing the stage show version of this. Exactly. Which is you come, you watch, on one side, these people do these amazing things against your shitty team. Some famous players from the Negro Leagues, by the way, are Satchel Paige. Yes. Oh, and the country singer. Oh, what the fuck was his name? Josh Gibson. It's, Josh, it's Travis Tritt. There was a very famous black country singer who was also a Negro League baseball player. Basically, that guy was like, I need to be in industries where I am not accepted for who I am, but I'm very good at it. And they're like, well, baseball and country music. And if at some point you could be president, sir, then uh, you've got it made in the shade in America in terms of <laughs> being uh, marginalized based on
1: what you are and not who you are. But the Lincoln Giants were a good team. The a team from Cuba, the Cuban Stars, all the way from Havana, came and faced them in a three-day series. Of course, the Stars win, but who cares? I mean, if you're, if it's 1911 and people from Cuba are hearing about how good for you, it's just like, oh, this team seems very good. I'll walk south till I hit what I think Cuba is. Yeah, yes, we're the Cuban Stars. We're all the way from Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> we're from lower Manhattan. How much lower? Four blocks. <laughs> he got tired and didn't have food left. He got tired near an atlas, and then he made a baseball team. So, in April 1912, the McMahon brothers became responsible for their third boxing venue, St. Nicholas Rink. Boxing, by this time, is legal in New York, which leads to the McMahons trying to uh, oh, they they stage a fight with uh, the featherweight champion, Johnny Kilbane, against Frankie Burns, and this is when he causes controversy, Jesse McMahon does, because he wants to work with Jack Johnson, who is the first black heavyweight champion of the world who got it basically because he uh, had called out the champion so much, the champion had no choice but to try and fight him. The champion was, I believe, Tommy Burns, who was a Canadian guy at that point. So he, while he was, this is perfect Canada, while he was racist, he did want to fight him. Yeah. Like, Tommy Burns was a racist man. It's not because he he wasn't like, they're all the same and... They deserve a good tussle just as anybody else does, and deserve to make a living. No, he was basically like, "I will prove uh, white supremacy," and he heavily did not. Quite ironically, he was beaten very badly. His sense of fairness outweighed his
0: sense of racism.
1: Well, he was. The other thing was Jack Johnson was spending. Un- unheard of amounts of money at that time, f- literally following him around the world being me heckling like, him. fight me, fight me, fight me.
0: Heckling, heckling him. him. Um, Jack Johnson just basically had a shitload of money because he just beat up people for money. Yes, he did. Um, very famously, he was pulled over driving across state lines with a white woman which came with a fine between two states and he gave the cop double because he said that one's for on the way back. Jack Johnson rules.
1: And he also, also
0: yeah. the phrase the great white hope comes from uh, their search for someone to defeat Jack Johnson when he is the champion seven years yeah takes seven years for them to find anyone who can beat Jack Johnson Jack Johnson by the way he just looks he if it was modern times Jack Johnson would have been seen by Vince McMahon and the noise of Vince McMahon's boner would have been heard by the International Space Station because he he looks like a star. He has an amazing physique in a time when they're like, wait, medicine balls haven't been invented yet. And Jack Johnson looks fucking hench as shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has abs in 1912, which is like there's two people, (laughs) Jack Johnson and Teddy goddamn Roosevelt. That's not true. Teddy Roosevelt very fat. Yeah, Teddy Roosevelt's abs. He cut off a fucking antelope. <laughs> so this is crazy because he he. sorry, right, so Jack Johnson is going to face top contender Joe Jeanette uh, on September twelfth. Sorry, on September twenty fifth, nineteen twelve, and he's putting a five thousand dollar deposit up towards a twenty five thousand dollar purse for the champion appearing. That is the highest figure ever offered for a ten round fight. That's crazy. At,
0: at that time, by the way, $25,000 is like $54 million.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to do the math really quickly in my head. A bajillion D. Yeah, it's it's worth th- all the tuna in Mexico,
0: as my grandmother used to say midway through dementia.
1: <laughs> and he's banned in every... This is... Everyone's so fucking mad at Jack Johnson. He's banned in every state except New Mexico, Mexico but it's not due to his color. It's because of the commission. The commission like, just found a technicality. I love this. Is I love I love when they're wi- trying to flush him out now. They're trying to get him to just give over the title
0: exactly. And I love white people's fucking just like yeah. We know we're racist, but let's just make something up.
1: But then the other thing is, this is a, a McMahon trait. I mean, this might be digging into everything too much, but well, what the hell else we're we gonna do? we gonna do fifty-two weeks on this fucking thing of just like you always say about Vince McMahon, which is the ultimate capitalist. Where it's like sometimes capitalism leads itself to. Hey, you know what? Support guy, the troops. Yeah, supported. Uh, right, this guy supported um, desegregating a sport, and other times it's like, yes, I will work with this horrible uh, regime.
0: Yeah, yes, I will give hundreds of millions of dollars to make oh, yeah. the Make a Wish Foundation. Oh, what's that? Uh, Liberia would like WrestleMania thirty-nine. F- How much money are they willing to give? Yeah, me? exactly. Yeah. And A they want us to do what? A billion dollars in blood diamonds, which I assume are diamonds made of blood. You had me in blood diamonds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's actually not that bad. No, we'll make it that bad. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, no. no. I
1: I should be clear. I want diamonds made of blood. <laughs> <laughs> I want
0: diamonds covered in... No, 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 Not covered. Made of.
1: Okay, so what you're asking, you're saying is blood diamonds. So, okay, how many of these Make-A-Wish kids do I have to trade for the diamonds?
0: <laughs> um, We don't like... Listen, we're a despot dictatorship, but we kind of draw the line at trading uh, disease-ridden children for something that I think you've made up in your head, Mr. McMahon. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop negotiating with me and just name a number. (laughs) Listen, I brought the kids. Yeah, there's a lot of them. They they, haven't
1: been fed in hours.
0: They think they're meeting John Cena, and I don't even (laughs) know who that is anymore.
1: So, all right, we're going to have to take a break because I don't know how long it's been. but It's, it's been, been 41 minutes. Okay, well, then we're going to get to more about Jess McMahon after the break.
0: Oh, hi, everyone. I think you're all wondering, does Dylan use condoms? No, and that's why you need to do- donate to Patreon because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. <laughs>
1: i am the king i coined the phrase risky cream pie <laughs> and you need to give me to patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund patreon.com backslash wrestler review if you don't want to do that uh you're a fucking loser but if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that rate us on itunes it does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. So the McMahons also courted Scandal when standing accused of purposely overselling boxing events.
0: Of course.
1: Uh, by the way, I, This you isn't do- that bad, by the way.
0: Of course it's not that bad, but you know that Vince McMahon loves this. Like you know that he's tried to do this a bunch of times where he's like we'll sell ten million tickets to an event <laughs> at the Ottawa Civic Center. That holds ten thousand people, Vince. Shut. Not everyone's gonna show.
1: But this is the other thing is if you're these Irish immigrants who had no money and you're fucking within the span of a couple years promoting a world heavyweight champion boxer oh my god of course you're gonna be like i want to make all the money i need right now
0: your dad sold mule cleaner and eye blinder and you are literally rolling in money and smoking cigars like it's it's they're they're the top of high society this is this is you know at this time boxing was american opera
1: they're in the Negro League Championships. The Lincoln Giants uh, were, was going to play a best of twelve series against the America Giants of Chicago because everyone was named the Giants back then.
0: Yeah, Brooklyn Giants, San Francisco Giants, Andre the Giant. Yeah, Andre Bo- the Giants. Yeah,
1: Steve the Giant. The big show. Big, show, big show. The Big Show is hundreds of years old.
0: Yeah, the Big Show. The Big Show is like the monolith at the beginning of two thousand and one. It's the beginning and end of all leaps since human evolution. <laughs> well. Well, it's the concept of fire.
1: Go ahead. (laughs) So, the uh, McMahons lost control of the New York Lincoln Giants name in 1914. They tried to form the Lincoln Stars, but they were shit. Also, I just want to point out the McMahons obsession with Giants. Goes back generations. <laughs> <laughs> so their major their major site they're using is Saint Nicholas Rink at this time, and there's problems with Saint Nicholas Rink. So they're hitting a downturn here. The main problem is that it's an active skating rink that they keep making people box on, and <laughs> they keep slipping. But go ahead. 1915. Woo! What a time. Jess Willard, Jack Johnson, the heavyweight championship does change hands here, and goddamn it. Did you know that Vince McMahon... Sorry, we fucked up again. Jess McMahon helped promote that fight. I did not know that. And In Havana, Cuba. Due to his connect, probably due to his connections with... The Mafia. <laughs> the Cuban stars. Of course. Cool. They wouldn't let him fight in America because they wanted to flush out Jack Johnson and make him poor. So of course, he goes to <laughs> Jess Willard. By the time he's fat, he loses the title. Everyone's
0: going crazy. Everyone's so excited. They're more excited about this than they are about the winning of uh, World War I, which would occur in 1918. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because America doesn't get involved to that war for another year.
1: Jess marries a woman named Rose. Uh, they have missionary sex with no kissing and gave birth to three children, one including Vince McMahon Sr., July 7th, 1914. Uh, Vince McMahon Sr. born... Uh, Around the outbreak of
0: World War I, which is how Jess McMahon characterized that son's life. Bloody, muddy, a lot of gas.
1: Have a son one day and make sure that he fights and fights against paying people any sort of wage.
0: I'll never forget when I had my son, Vincent. He came out... Demanding payment.
1: (laughs) 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 He is named Vincent after the patron saint of not paying you a fucking thing because you don't work hard enough.
0: Now, uh, between the years of 1914 and 1918, uh, specifically 1916, 1917, when America enters the First World War, athletics essentially stopped being staged because all of the strong fighting men are dying in the fields so that a family feud could be resolved between a bunch of Queen Victoria's grandchildren. But also. Go ahead. Jess McMahon Advance.
1: Have Steroids. A si- yeah, have a si-
0: yeah, they invent steroids. He's
1: injecting his kids with different things, and event- eventually Vince gets fucking yoked out of his fucking mind. Kills his father. Kills his father. <laughs> and starting- His identity as Jess McMahon. Yeah,
0: starting the great tradition that is the, Vic- the McMahon dynasty. That's why Shane was expelled from the company, because he was getting too hench, and Vince didn't think he could withstand his attacks. <laughs> yeah, you to- He's learned that I'm susceptible
1: to attacks from Bob. He's learned I'm susceptible susceptible to bullets. Yeah
0: no no, no. (laughs) not So 1921
1: he um promotes I'm sorry I fucked up. they both pursued uh, jobs away from promotion. Eddie, of course, Jess selling furniture full time, and Eddie working on the railroad. That's another thing. They just immediately are like, "All right, well, we got to do this now." This is a time. Bear, bear, bear my, it's not until the '50s that people get dreams. Like literally, that's very funny.
0: In the 1920s, you don't have a career. You just have a. There's no hey, it's not a job. There's do no it, savings it account. No. It's literally just like, ah, oh, we we could have three meals before, and unless I get a job doing something ludicrous. We're down to one.
1: Yeah, even we go back to Vince McMahon's great-grandfather, Roddy, Roddy Sr. Um, Already tried to diversify the promotions
0: idea. Uh, Roddy's, uh, Jess's plan, unlike Vince's, which was making movies, uh, Vince is like, Ah, we do boxing
1: and drains. <laughs> <laughs> he has roommates. 150 years ago, he was raising a house with roommates, and now... The shit, and fucking economy is so bad. Shane McMahon has roommates.
0: Yeah, those roommates, by the way, all of the executives from that weird Chinese Netflix that he was the president of. Yeah,
1: and Demolition. Also, yeah. some members. Oh yeah, of
0: Demolition. yeah. Barry Darso and Crushes Ashes also live at Shane McMahon's house. <laughs> Here comes
1: the Ash. I'm going to smoke inside, I am smoking. You can't stop me, you can ask me to leave, but I'll still stay. I got nowhere to be, I'm sitting down. Give me your Netflix password, I don't have money. Here comes the axe, here
0: comes the smasher, we've used your fridge. For a
1: toilet.
0: (laughs) The food is is, uh,
1: stained with their shit. (laughs) I got confused. Where is the bathroom? Anywhere I like. I stole your cigarettes. Wait, those were cigarettes. That was just a bunch of carrots that I smoked. (laughs) I'm a weird guy. Your kids owe me for some competitions.
0: They didn't understand. Can I have five bucks? I need it right now. (laughs) Ask me no questions. Mr.
1: Fuji was the last man I considered a friend. (laughs) (laughs) I deleted your bookmarks. They're all poor now. (laughs) The type with stepsisters. I really like that. I'm never gonna leave your house.
0: Oh, My word in heaven, I'm holding it a shit. And we were you were holding it a shit, hold not for much longer. I gotta tell you, it is turtling because delete oh, your
1: turtling, bo-
0: delete your
1: book. Turtling shit is a bad thing. <laughs> <They're all born>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. So he starts promoting in 1920, and then what happens, John?
0: Uh, first of all. Uh, the uh, uh, In 1920, fighting is legalized. They resumed promoting in 1921 at the Dykeman Oval, uh, with Jess, by the way, having to have a second uh, job at the Commonwealth Sporting Club in Harlem. He founded a basketball team uh, to represent the club known as the Commonwealth Big Five. They were the first ever professional African-American New York basketball team. Do you understand how fucking ironic it is that... Uh Roderick McMahon essentially was an, an inadvertent civil rights leader by creating all these Ameri- basically because platforms for African-American athletics. And then his literal, his literal grandson met someone and went, what do you call yourself? I'm the boogeyman. You had me at black person. Get out there.
1: But I mean, I'm surprised that any time Vince McMahon is two words for you, crime time. <laughs> but I'm surprised any time like you you've interviewed this guy about crime time, he doesn't just start spouting off about how he's like. I'm, I'm absolutely shocked about that as well. He's like, I promoted, I've promoted black uh, athletes my whole life. The junkyard dog, I promoted the know, Rock, which he the Rock, and and um, even my great grandfather had a Negro League team and had. The Powerful Five, were they called? Com- the Commonwealth Big Five. The Commonwealth Big Five. Which also, sounds like a name from a come committee. How sports teams don't have just cool names like this anymore? I know, exactly. Why does that be the Toronto Blue Jays, not the Commonwealth? Yeah, why isn't it oh, not- I mean, there got to be more than five. The Commonwealth 25.
0: It's because internet. if you think
1: about it, they're the closest thing to a team that represents the Commonwealth of England. I agree. Interesting. Interesting and good point, Dylan. Why well, are we Thank both you. shirtless now? <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, this is in a tub. We're in a tub, and it's in milk uh, with Cheerios, and we've just about finished the Cheerios. Now we got to suck each other off. <laughs> no, no, not yet. we got to suck the milk first. <laughs> oh, yeah. we got to drink all the and milk. Then we, then we has got our dead skin in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we- ah! Drinking someone's bathwater is disgusting. We got
0: to find the treat in this
1: cereal Ooh, bowl. Ooh, I have so many pubes. <laughs> you
0: do have a For a man who doesn't have that many hair, I have seen your penis. And what's weird is it's all shaved mm-hmm. save the balls. So it just looks yeah, like yeah. A, a seems like a scraggly man.
1: Yeah, it's like the guy from Anthrax. Yeah, It's yeah, You're sick-ass goatee <laughs> Scotty
0: and sick-ass balls goatee Also, every time you come, it does sound like uh, <laughs> Fuck, I, was, I can't remember I play the noise from the disturbed <laughs> song <laughs> on my phone
1: Ooh, ah,
0: ah. Oh, oh. All right, We have to stop again Because I need to see if my wife's out of the bathroom So I can poo mm, Dylan Gott uses the N-word We need money for lawyers Donate to Patreon Minimum donation, $5 Maximum donation, suck job Sorry for that interruption everyone. I had to go to a man's restaurant and shit in it. <laughs>
1: had to
0: destroy a part of a man's soul. Let's put it this way. What I just came out of me if I had done that in my pants, which it was I'm going to say less than 10 seconds away from happening. Oh yeah. I divorce my wife. I kill you. <laughs>
1: no no witnesses and I just walk I just walk into the night. What if you just shit your pants and then you got so rock hard? I'd be like, well, this is the exact same when I shit in a toilet. <laughs> so check this out. Go on. Here's where Jess McMahon really has his career take off because, baby, it's the Roaring 20s. Ooh, I'm cigars, flappers, oh, yeah. mobsters. Reverse cowgirl has just been invented.
0: You know who invented that,
1: right? Here's a real fun idea. How about you don't look me in the fucking eyes, you
0: stupid bitch? Here's the
1: thing that you need to know
0: about me. Oh,
1: hello. Man,
0: that's right. This voice is the voice of a woman. I don't want to look at your dirty, pockmarked face now. (laughs) I'm going to face that way and find the clitoris, because your fucking side of the fucking species isn't going to think that that's a thing until the mid-2000s.
1: Oh, yeah, get on your knees, then I'll throw you in the garbage. I'm a McMahon, after all. Whoa, Whoa. That was Catherine McMahon, Catherine Jess's McMahon.
0: sister. Go ahead.
1: YOLO. So he promotes a boxing match, or an un- the undercard, sorry. He gets the job of uh, putting together the undercard of the boxing match between, it was Jack Dempsey and Jack Sharpie? No. It's in the research. I thing.
0: know. Yeah, I was. I got confused. He did a bunch of... Uh, it was a
1: Jack Dempsey fight. Jack Dempsey, for those of you who don't know... Hang on, no, here's what he's the undercard
0: uh, for a Gene Tunney... Jack Dempsey fight, September 23rd, 1926 in Philadelphia. In 1927, Jess arranged for the undercard for the boxing match between Jack Dempsey and future
1: heavyweight title holder, Jack Sharkey, at Yankee Stadium. So at Yankee Stadium. So now he's not putting together, because this is Tex Rickard who's getting the big fight together, and his right-hand man is now Jess McMahon. And Tex Rickard, of course, dies in 1930 you can check the research there once again
0: i was absolutely going to say uh tex died in 1930 get this um by uh jess mcmahon strangling him and then paying the coroner to say different
1: (laughs) i'm sure uh much like uh, his father uh roderick senior he died of just being dead
0: i'm trying to find the exact date there were so many different events that he fucking uh publicized Oh fuck you in reading, I John. I imagine that
1: like, oh my god, what did he die of in 1930? was like, you realize we just started burying people, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna throw him in a lake and a bunch of fucking poor people are gonna eat him. Surgeons god, keep the
0: tools Get in, out of
1: my fucking face! They keep
0: the tools in their mouth for surgery. How did he die?
1: Life. Killed him. Um... Yeah, see, here's the cancer, so we're going to cut that out, and the rest, sandwiches. Yeah, we're going gonna- <laughs> <laughs> like, to... what are you talking about here? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, Human meat is good. Yap, yap, yap. That's what I'm hearing
1: coming from you. <laughs> but this is- I'm a widow, boring. Vinny Sr. gets involved in promoting wrestling in 1931, does he? And also, this is when his daddy, his papa, Jess... Starts promoting a bit of wrestling too because Gene Tunney and Jack Dempsey do a wrestling match in 1929 because people this is how crazy it is people aren't sure that wrestling is fake yet. Yeah, no, they well they're not.
0: Listen, there's people in the 80s that aren't sure that it's fake. Like it's, but this is when. No, it's but here <laughs> now,
1: like every every article about wrestling from that era is like this is all fixed, whatever. But they don't do it theatrically theatrically at all which is like they basically just fucking trade whoever is dominant for the first 30 minutes and then someone wins and there's always two out of three falls
0: absolutely uh one of the wrestlers is called the fiddler his grandson of course jerry lawler that's good stuff. Um, the promotions expand, expand, expand. Um, Jess obtained a license to promote in what is known as the Broadway Arena in February 1931. He had had a bunch of issues with the commission over contractual regular uh, um, contractual irregularities. Yes. Um. Uh. In the uh, late 1920s, so this was a reinstatement of his promoter's license. He drew 1,200 for the card, headlined by. Stanley Stasiak, who I assume yeah. is Stan the Man Stasiak's dad? Or is that Stan the Man Stasiak? That's not Stan the Man Stasiak. So that's his dad? Yeah. Holy sh- Are you telling me that Sean Stasiak is the... Ri- he's the, he's Randi- the only one who's
1: not good? Yes. <laughs> he's the Randy Orton of chiropractors. And yeah, he does pills and smokes. He would be like if Vince McMahon sucked. That's what
0: Sean Stasiak was. So he's... He's whatever Shane McMahon's kids are going to be because they're That's not going to be. Funny. They're not going into wrestling. No, they're nothing. They're being raised by too kind of a
1: man. They've been raised by two billionaires as well. Yeah. Like they're, they're no. going to invest in like, I don't know, ever since daddy bought all the air in Connecticut, I really haven't had to work. Yeah. You owe me five bucks. You owe me five bucks. You owe me five bucks. <laughs> like their mom is
0: also from money royalty. I can't remember what she does, but she's like a part of like a movie producing family. Jeez. Yeah. Sick. They're like the, they're like Julia Louis Dreyfus
1: minus the insane Let's talent. Let's kidnap those kids. Already done. That's where I was. Kidnapping all the kids and keeping them for money. That is what I'll do for a second job. Welcome to the kidnap review. <laughs> kidnap review. This is a good one. So, uh, it's the 1930s. The business is, uh, um, I want to talk more booming. about how Jess McMahon was undercard Booker. And what his role was in the formation of the N.W.A. Because the N.W.A. forms in 1933 with Toots And Jess McMahon essentially forming a partnership. Jess McMahon isn't one of the big guys, though. He's just kind of there. Jess McMahon is Pat Patterson. They form what's known as the Trust. The
0: Trust is formed by Toots Jack Curley, Jim Londis, and Paul Bowser. They hold a covert meeting at the Hotel Peninsula, uh, Pennsylvania, pardon me, in Manhattan, um, and this is the sort of the progenitor to the NWA in 1948.
1: Yes, because this is Tex Rickard dying. He was the first person to promote big, big, big uh, events like this. Like he also promoted wrestling. He also promoted Hackenschmidt and all that stuff. The problem is that Tex Rickard obviously leaves a power vacuum when a guy like that dies. Because. There's still an appetite for the events. Very interestingly,
0: like any of these alliances, there's a huge amount of bad blood between Toots Jack Curly, Jim Londis, and Paul Bowser. A huge amount of butl- uh, double crosses and other problems. Um, the fact that they entered a room and none of them ended up being killed is pretty impressive yeah. for this time period. Uh, Jesse McMahon, along with uh, someone named Carlos Luis Enriquez, uh, who Jesse had known from the turn of the century through football, were associated with the foundation of the NWA known as the Trust, but they were not central characters, which i got to tell you is a huge amount of luck on their part because when you're dealing with what I assume are five very combustible personalities and something as backwards and weird as semi-illegal pro wrestling, Yes, if you're a tertiary character, when you have power vacuums created – you just move into that power vacuum because you were always around that person, so it seems like that there was a natural succession there, even though there necessarily wasn't.
1: Also, the semi-legality John is talking about is because people are still gambling on wrestling. That's how wrestling was started. That's why wrestling was fake, is because you can control the money. Yeah, you could rig the fucking deal. It's fake. Yeah, fantastic. whoever gets more bets on them loses. Um, the formation of the trust is
0: what uh, apparently aggravated Jack Pfeffer. Jack Pfeffer was a maligned...
1: Um, Promoter himself? Promoter himself. And then he exposed wrestling. He exposed it. He said, it's all goddamn fake. Uh, yeah, he just said it was all goddamn
0: fake and bullshit. 50 years before the Iron Sheik and Jim Duggan caused the mattress, uh, massive controversy, and 55 years before Vince McMahon Jr., Vincent Kennedy McMahon, did it himself so he didn't have to pay money to athletic boards. Exactly. In 1933,
1: Vince McMahon, senior... Senior. Vince's
0: daddy needed money, or more importantly, needed a position where he could keep other people's money, uh, waded into the wrestling business himself, studying under his father in Hampstead, promoting various things, um, uh, after Jess and Carlos had attempted to start their own promotion in Yonkers, but that lasted only briefly, so McMahon moved to Hampstead and was working for the trust there.
1: So this is is another uh, thing is... You're seeing that, now this is all This is all me being speculative, but Jack Dempsey has come and gone, and these people have learned that a draw like that in heavyweight boxing is a lot more rare than a draw in wrestling, because obviously you can control the outcome. If you get a heavyweight boxer uh, to be a huge draw like that, not only are you at the prey of real sports, he could just get knocked out, you're also at the prey of someone else coming in, and what happens with boxers all the time is We've had this deal since you were, you know you first were in, but uh, you get 15 I get 15%, you get 85. Someone else comes in and says, you're already a star, I'll take 10. Obviously 15% of a million is a lot different than 15% of 25,000. It's the problem it's the Buster Douglas problem, I always think, which is any, someone can get lucky at any time in actual sports. And this is why, for sure, this is a very fatherly thing to do, is he goes, I'm guaranteed that Vince probably was like, oh, boxing is great. And then Jess sits him down and goes, "This, these guys have formed a coalition. We can get some of their money, and this is a controllable outcome rather than... Now, that's obviously... complete. Here's that's absolutely speculation. Absolute speculation me, that it's also
0: a time period where wrestling is hot. They're expanding and opening promotions. This forms in 1933... By 1935, they've moved back into Yonkers. Um they are uh, promoting a variety of outdoor boxing events and wrestling events. Um And by ni- and in 1934 Jess turns down promoting boxing events, pardon me, making it a watershed moment and moves the business primarily into professional wrestling. Yeah. In ni- by 1930 in July 12th of 1937, Jack Curley dies of a Being dead. Heart attack. That's the key thing about 1937. That's the first time they actually decided to tell you why they died.
1: (laughs) All right. We're going to have to come up with the reasons why these people are dead.
0: Yes, heart
1: attacked him. Uh, Couldn't withstand that. That is really funny that that's the phrase they decided on. Heart failure. No, it came at him. No, he's a man. So here's what happened. Your heart... His heart beat the shit out of him because he's a pussy. So what's going to happen is I'm going to write down bodies a pussy or heart attack. What your choice.
0: Yeah, your what choice. Do
1: you, what do your family want to read? Bear in
0: mind, in the Bible that I use, bodies a pussy means that I get your house, wife. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1937 Jack Curley dies, leaving said power vacuum in the New York market, as we discussed a moment ago, and who slides on in there oh yeah yeah yeah! yeah it's me i'm sliding <laughs> john hastings does uh this uh, by the way jack Curley's uh death led the msg to stop booking wrestling events altogether the last one going ahead in 1938 um in 1939, Jess was chosen to address the state athletic commission uh, by the trust, more than likely to lower the minimum wage for wrestlers. This is good, fantastic. Well, you send a McMahon to do a McMahon's yeah, job,
1: yeah, yeah, and because he, he's uh, known as being like really likable and uh, uh, slick-tongued. Yeah. and it's still because this is all of those stories about Vince McMahon are out there, but still, when he talks to wrestlers in 2019, they still are like, no, oh, he's great. Yeah, because they're fucking rubes. I don't even know about that. I think it's just like, he's, it's probably one of those things where it's like, you've heard a lot about me, but that's all bullshit. And you're like, yeah, it is all bullshit. And then they're like, mm. no. Anyway, so by this contract, not only do you uh, not get any days off, I get your kidneys whenever I want. And I mean, whenever. You're kissing your wife on New Year's? I yeah. take both your kidneys.
0: You can kiss her, but you're going to taste something. <laughs> no kidneys my kidneys
1: on our lips <laughs> i have 95 kidneys
0: yeah yeah i'm mr man i had a premonition i was in hong kong once trying to do a wrestling deal with a mouse tongue we met in hong kong neutral ground and a soothsayer said i would die of a kidney disease that 95 kidneys installed in my body
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm really upset that cm punk and i couldn't see eye to eye because i really wanted his liver yeah, that seems like a, a healthy fucking loser boy. <laughs> he really should have read his contract
0: for WWE backstage. It says when that show is canceled, then it will be because it's the worst thing that's ever happened with the name WWE <laughs> on it, and I'm counting all those pay-per-views from 2004. Like when I pinned God. Yeah. 1945, <laughs> Jess decided to diversify by promoting concerts at Washing- in Washington, D.C. with a German boxing promoter named Fred Gersh. Great. Um, Jess became wary of the travel he passed on the duties to his son Vince McMahon Senior in his early 50s Jess was still promoting and working at the Sunnyside Gardens in Queens this guy just liked fucking working more than one job yeah yeah.
1: he's an Irish immigrant's kid there's no way he ever felt safe he, like, had a house made of money that any time he was like, but if I take apart the money house, people will see that I have a money house. I better get a job as a gardener.
0: Yeah. <laughs> this is how Jess McMahon
1: woke up every morning. <sighs> the, the idea no of more a, weakness for me. <laughs> the idea of a – if he could see now and the idea that someone hits a snooze alarm, he would just ha- have a stroke and die.
0: Yeah, that's actually what killed him is the snooze alarm was invented. People delay work. <laughs> they just died. I don't want to live in a world like this. The last 10 years of um, uh, of Jess McMahon, basically he just fizzled out. He never worked steady. He uh,
1: just was retired and he didn't yeah. know how to do that, so he died. Everyone does this. Yeah, his <laughs>
0: son took the reins of his empire and built it into the WWF. We will talk
1: about that son and his bloody pisses next week. A man who... Emoted somehow less than its father, I assume. Jess, how did Jess die?
0: Irish, he's dead. Cerebral hemorrhage in a hospital in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, November 21st, 1954. So Triple
1: H got him. The <laughs> cerebral assassin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I uh, killed your uh, granddad, Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: your granddad. I, 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 I uh, watched no, all the uh, kids at the pool again uh, for you,
0: <laughs> so The one thing you need to know about me, Vince, is that how many times did we consummate the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> the game.
1: <laughs> it's
0: deep. I... Everyone gets that this is based off of a, the movie, the game, starring Michael Douglas.
1: <laughs> That's what it is. Um, he was in Wilkes Bear
0: to watch a wrestling match.
1: Yes, he was because he flipped his. It was, it's guaranteed what Vince Senior wanted to do to Vince Junior. He slowly handed the reins over to him, then passed huh. on. But just it is what Vince. It's the American Se-
0: Dream. Is what Vince Senior did to Vince Junior. It's just it's, painted. It's Vince took it and was like, "You gave me too much." <laughs> he just again, we're gonna talk about this next week. I I have a different perspective on it. I have a hugely different perspective on what happened with
1: Vince Senior, buddy. If I remember correctly, we got. Two weeks have been seniors, so we're going to have a good time. Ladies um, and gentlemen, thank you very, very, what very much. What is the
0: best thing about Jess McMahon? Go ahead. Oh, no.
1: yeah. I forgot the only other thing. The best thing about Jess McMahon... This is going to be weird. Uh, best thing about Jess McMahon... The... Um, so I guess would be the best thing would be the highlight of his career, and that would probably be having something to do with the Gene Tunney-Jack Dempsey card, because that was his first shot at the big time, and clearly led paved the way for the rest of his career. The worst thing about him? Lowering the minimum wage.
0: I'm going to disagree. Best thing about him? Lowering the minimum wage. Okay, good. Because that's exactly what any McMahon would do. What that? You need me to appeal to a government body to screw over someone that's not in my direct family? Out of my way.
1: Yeah. You need me to charm someone where they have all the points yeah. in my favor, but I'll still get it done? Yes. Yeah. you think That's when Vince Mc- that's when the sperm that would become the sperm that became Vince McMahon Jr. was born. Mm-hmm. That speech, a part of his body. Just that speech went into the sperm and said, one day I'll convince a man named Dick Embersole
0: that we yeah. can compete with the NFL.
1: Yeah. And then that, that sperm at a pompadour. That grew <laughs> sperm grew a pompadour and it was later Vince McMahon Jr. Yeah. What's the worst thing about him? He was killed by Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one. Uh. Yeah,
0: that's Super Evil. I've had strike again. You,
1: you <laughs> have the same voice for
0: Triple H and Stu Hart. You no. Stu Hart's a bit more slow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you could do. You should just do. No, but uh, Triple H is just sped up Stu Hart. That's the only
1: difference. No, sped up Stu Hart is... Uh, with me. No, Stuart,
0: you have to go really loudly because you have to get me. you get Oh,
1: Stuart's more mumbly. Triple H is clearer. Stu Hart.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. Basically, they're the same guy.
1: <laughs> In the basement, uh, they're both monsters. Caleb. Uh, I don't. Once who's again, Caleb. Don't think Triple H is a monster. I honestly think Triple H is just a huge dork.
0: Yeah, but it's much funnier. He's just a six foot four fucking nerd. He's a he's. A 14 year old who's living his dream. He's friends with his favorite wrestler, and his favorite band made a song for him
1: to walk into rooms. And he's cosplaying as his father in law. Yeah. His whole life he gets up and pretends that he's Vince McMahon. Do you ever think that Triple H
0: has met Donald Trump and Donald Trump's looked at him and been like, You did it. That's the dream. No, I don't think Donald Trump has clear and concise thoughts. I disagree entirely. They're insane. Yeah. They were as insane as my thoughts. Earlier, we had to stop the show, and I had to run to a business and shit. And they were as insane as the thoughts I had during that. <laughs> Went down an elevator having to shit, by the way. That's, that's an intense ride. Oh, I took the, I took the stairs. You don't. <laughs> you don't tempt fate like that. You don't have what could only be described as a violent toilet on yeah.
1: the way. You're boxing with God there. Thank you so much for listening, guys.
0: I'll tell you who tried to promote a boxing match between him and God. Jesse McMahon. Don't worry. His grandson made it
1: happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Uh, Obviously, you can rate and subscribe. That helps us out a lot. Rate on iTunes, SoundCloud, any other medium. You see us on Stitcher, all that crap.
0: This this year, I'll be in London at the Soho Theater. I will be touring Australia, Canberra Comedy Festival. Big old boobies. Melbourne (laughs) Comedy Festival and the Brisbane comedy Festival all that information is on my various social medias and I'll be in the social so sh- Meads be Calgary yuck yucks January 26th, 27th
1: boobies 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 I have a bunch of stuff I'm working on Dylan DylanGott.net Dylan dot net from my shows in January February. oh
0: also at some point in the not so distant future we are going to be Taking down
1: the full catalog, and that will be going behind the paywall of our Patreon. It'll be a year back, so it'll be as of January 1st, 2019, you'll be able to access, but anything before that, putting behind the paywall for all those Patreon pervs, as we call them, the Patreon pedos. We would wish we could tell you a more specific time, but we can't. Yeah, because we're not good at this. No. Also, uh, you'll get a bunch of pictures of me and John of the tub as kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by kids, I mean in the year 2019.
0: Last week. <laughs> yeah. Last week we're babies. Ooh. It's my
1: third decade of being a baby. <laughs> oh, the doctor is checking me for lumps. I better take a picture. <laughs> That's one of the pictures. I got lumps on my humps. I farted and I stood up. <laughs> well, It's better than... What it a, smells real bad. I'm going to waft it out the window. What a gastronomic episode episode we've had i had to leave <laughs> this I, one's real bad i had to leave my
0: i think i have this cold i can't it smell smells like shit. a dead raccoon
1: anyway uh john thank you so much for being here with I can't us smell anything patreon.com backslash wrestler review patreon.com backslash wrestler oh, twitter, no. <laughs> twitter and instagram Ooh. Twitter and Instagram uh, at Wrestler Review. We have a Facebook fan page the Wrestler Review Podcast. Please if, like, if you're not going to give us to a Patreon just follow us on Twitter or like the Facebook fan page or tell Dylan to Instagram. get a new asshole because he just burned that one out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or um, or like and subscribe. Anything that will push our metrics up and make us more people know that we are uh, raging monsters. Thank you so much for listening guys. You guys are always the best. Bye bye.